John and Cinnamon Kennedy formed their first band before they knew how to play their instruments. One day, John and our neighbor were like, we're making a band, and you're going to be the drummer. We started out as like terrible, 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 and then we got increasingly less terrible, and by the time we were done, we were all right. Over their 30 years together, the Kennedys have routinely put the cart before the horse. Neither had ever lived on a farm or managed a bar, but that didn't stop them at one time from trying to buy a peach farm or opening a brew hall. We were looking for something to sustain being artists. Yeah, we were just floundering. We were like, what are we going to do? And I thought if we were selling something tangible like beer, I was like, oh, that's totally going to work. <laughs> but it fell through. And in hindsight, we would have been the worst bar owners ever, <laughs> why, ever. Why do you say that? Oh, we just don't have any business sense. <laughs> yeah, very glad that didn't work out. The Kennedys are far more committed to their latest cause, preventing deaths by drug overdoses, particularly among musicians. They're marshalling connections to clubs, breweries, and other venues that hire local musicians to have either nasal sprays or injectable versions of naloxone on hand. It became so obvious with like that Venn diagram of, you know, overdose, musicians, recovery, harm reduction, and the fact that there was no one there being like, all right, every music venue in Asheville and Buncombe County, Western North Carolina should carry naloxone and that it's crazy that it hasn't happened before. The Kennedys met 30 years ago at Tiny Kenyon College in Ohio, where Cinnamon recalls working at a pub where John skipped out on a bar tab. They wanted to be writers, moved to New York, launched a literary journal, and took writing courses at New York University. I guess there was a point around maybe at 40 when what we talked about and shared was no longer, I think, literature or books or novels or documentaries or anything like that. It was always like music still, like, what's the next song? Have you heard the song? Hey, I just heard the song like you should check out the song we just found ourselves at least for me always talk about music and it became like the most prevalent art form between us the kennedys recall ash from 9-11 reaching their manhattan apartment with two young children they decided to move to black mountain 20 years ago into a house next to cinnamon's parents cinnamon taught yoga john spent several years writing for the black mountain news both helped john's stepmother build a video production company which john still works for she didn't know anything about video production, and we didn't know anything about video production, and it was the three of us, and we just started it. With just as much preparation, they decided to form a band that became known as the Egg Eaters. They put up wheat paste posters about the band long before booking a show. And we had like smoke machines and bubble machines, silly string, Teletubby costumes, robot costumes, all this bananas over the top stuff, which I think was kind of a disguise for the fact that we were bad. Don't listen to us. <laughs> you were not good musicians. <laughs> With John on rhythm guitar and Cinnamon behind the drums, the Egg Eaters wound up playing about 100 gigs in and around Asheville over eight years. In the beginning, I thought that was an asset. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. because we were like, we're the worst band you've ever heard. And people were like, yes, you Jump are. Being bad was, was easy. And like towards the middle, when we got to be like kind of not good, but not bad, that was tough. When we got good, 
the members of the band all were like, well, it should sound like this or it should sound yeah. like this. Everybody well, had different opinions about the music. And, and it was point. important. John Kennedy said the overdosing issue hit close to home in 2010 when he rode in an ambulance with a brother who had overdosed. The Kennedys noticed overdoses growing in the local music community and decided to become practical activists, declaring themselves agnostic on drug use itself. As a nonprofit called Musicians for Overdose Prevention, they raise money through grants and grassroots fundraising for the naloxone kits, which can cost about $80 a piece. So far, they've distributed more than 300. Among the musicians that we know, I'm pretty sure that most of them know someone who's died and know someone who's in danger. And so that's why we're doing this, for those people who are just so worried about their friends. While many venues embraced their mission, the Kennedys said a few were deflective or resistant. Some of them were scared. Some of them didn't return our calls or our emails. They don't want people to think that people are doing drugs in their establishment. I think it came down to a public image thing. The Kennedys are now 190 episodes into a podcast called Holy Crap Records, which is devoted to underground music, and they're releasing compilation albums under the same name. Their goal for 2022, in their words, taking down Big Pharma. I'm Matt Pikin, BPR News.